0: to the initial podcast of Fishing Without Bait, perhaps a different type of view on life where we'll be uh, dealing with approaching life from a different perspective, one without definitive expectations. Uh, what we'll be doing here is what we'll be doing is talking about, in the coming weeks we'll be talking about you being a human doing versus being a human being. Uh, a human doing is same stuff. Different day, a human being is participating in your life. We're also going to be talking about taking choices rather than obligations in our life and taking our choices back and how we do that. We're also going to be working on being the observer behind the thinker. Often it's the observer, it's the thinker that causes all of our problems. And when we can become the observer behind the thinker, we take a more, more Mindful view of our lives. What we're also going to be doing is talking about the ability to label and describe, which is so incredibly important. And today, uh, fortunately, I have my friend and often co host, uh, Mike Sorg, with us. And what I'm going to do, I want to throw a question out to Mike that if he were at the doctor, or if you were a doctor, or let's say an auto mechanic, and you were not accurately able, to label and describe either a patient's symptoms
1: or why a car is funky how much success would you have probably not a lot probably not a lot and that's that's me i don't know much about how my car works or my body <laughs> you bet you bet so however
0: uh one of the best answers that i can get from a person like that is i don't know when i how many tell me mike how often have you been to a professional, whether it be a mechanic or a turnip puller or, or a doctor, and they throw some type of uh,
1: techniques at you that you don't understand, and perhaps they don't either?
0: Would you rather hear? I don't know.
1: Uh, from from the mechanic, the professional themselves, no, because that's why I went to them.
0: Well, I would rather, I would rather, from my own perspective, I would rather have them
1: be honest with me and
0: tell me. I don't know. I'll find out mm-hmm. rather than make a
1: guess. That is true. That is true. Um, because, uh, th- th- I mean, you got to think if you you got that squeak, you know, and you're like, what is that? Like, I don't know. And then they just say, we'll see. And on the con- <laughs> We'll, we'll find on- out when your tire falls off. <laughs> you
0: bet. And on the contrary, isn't
1: our responsibility
0: to be able to accurately describe our symptoms to whoever we're presenting them to? Mm-hmm rather than i hurt my knee hurts i feel bad i feel anxious mm-hmm. i feel depressed
1: well isn't that a problem that typically you know we have and and we've been looking at some situations that may you know think some things that may help that where uh it's hard to think how i've been feeling over whatever period of time when you go meet the professional correct absolutely cuz you have to sum up everything in a few words you do mhm
0: you do and quite often, when we have to uh, speak extemporaneously, then our, our mind becomes blank. Exactly. So the idea is to rehearse and rehearse. And some some of our life, what we're participating right, what we're doing right now in the present moment, is a rehearsal for our future.
1: Exactly. So that we're going to we're going to be talking. As about I say, that. practice makes perfect, and that that that's with life itself, correct? Oh sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh sure. And we'll we're going to be talking about an activity. That we can do on uh, on that also in the coming weeks. So right now, what I'd like to do is uh, talk a little bit about time traveling. As this is a this is a mindfulness uh, based show from a mindfulness based perspective. Now, some people may view mindfulness as Tibetan monks sitting around in uh, crimson and saffron robes with incense and lots of candles, going mm, all day. Uh, And that can be true. However, the simplest definition of mindfulness is paying attention on purpose. Paying attention on purpose. So let me ask uh, Mike this. How often, Mike, have you heard? So here we are. We're in the middle of June, and the weather's beautiful. Uh, However, when we're in September or October, how many times, Mike, have people come to you and said, where's the summer gone?
1: Right, right. uh, So many times. I mean, I, I... I definitely feel that. What? How's the year gone? You know. Correct. So I mean, it's just uh but it's so busy. I mean, so many people. So many people pack so many things into the summer, especially if they have kids, right? And say, I have to have vacation. I got to do this with the kids. I got to take them to camp. Uh, now they're at home all the time, so I have to deal with all the comings and goings of that, for instance. Uh, it's Just so many things, especially here in a very Western PA climate. You know, I I, I wonder I, if I can pontificate a little bit. What happens in Florida? <laughs> is, is that, is that as much big much thing? much the same? Is it much the same? Because I mean, they've you know, if it's, if it's San Francisco in December and and it's a very mild, you know, you could do more of the summery things about any time of the year.
0: Well, that that is true. However, what you're talking about is being a human doing.
1: That's right. You're talking about human being a human
0: doing rather than a human being in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how often do people say, "Is it Thanksgiving already"? oh, my gosh, it's only a week before Christmas. Or when you meet someone's children and you say, how did you get so big? Well, the idea and what we're going to be working on in this show is how to be present in each moment. Mm -hmm. And when we're present in each moment, and as we move from present moment to present moment, Mike, that present moment becomes timeless. And in effect, we are immortal. 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 As we move from present moment to present moment. And this is where paying attention comes in on purpose. This isn't to be confused with transcendental meditation. We're not going to be making any trips around the moon. As much as that would be fun. We, we won't be doing that. So, in uh, keeping in that vein and doing the time traveling, I'm going to ask uh, the folks who are listening to this uh, podcast if time traveling has been invented yet. That would be neat. It'd be wonderful. What would you use it for? I don't know. Uh, However, uh, how many of you do time travel? I'm sure that many of you have frequent flyer miles racked up from going into the past and going into the future with perhaps brief layovers in the present. So I'm going to ask everyone out there to take a few deep and cleansing breaths and please breathe through your nose, do your lungs a favor. Your lungs love warm and moisturized air. So let's just take a, let's do three breaths. And when we breathe in, we'll say accept. And when we exhale, we'll say surrender. Accept. Surrender. Accept. Surrender. Accept. Surrender. For those of you out there who are not driving your automobiles or heavy equipment, you can close your eyes, and if you would raise your right arm, and let's call that the past. Normally, when people are living and traveling, being in the past, they're living in resentment, or they're living in frustration. They're living in anger. They're living in remorse. They're living in sorrow. They're living in self-pity. They're thinking about things I wish I would have done or thinking about things I wish I would not have done. Thinking about things I wish I would have said. Thinking about things I wish I would not have said. How often do you go there? How often do you go there? And the more we go there, the more we get stuck there. It becomes a tar pit quicksand. So let's hold up your right arm and let's call that the future. And normally when we're In the future, thinking, living in the future, we're living in anxiety, and we're living in worry. Most of all, we're living in fear. Underlying all worry and anxiety is fear. So, what we attempt to do is turn that past into experience and wisdom. How much collective experience and wisdom is there in that audience? Not only to help yourself, to help others we turn that future into goals and ambitions. It's when we plan definitive results for ourselves that we set ourselves up for disappointment, unrealistic expectations, either of ourselves or often of others. So, And that is accomplished by action and effort in the present. So I would like everyone, including my friend Mike, to place his hands in the middle of his chest. And I'm going to ask Mr. Mike, where, what organ of your body are your hands near, Mike? Uh, near my lungs and my heart. Your heart, correct. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to ask you, is there your heart beating in the future, right now? Is it beating in the future? It's beating right now. It's beating right now. Is it beating in the past? No. It's beating right now. So what I'm going to ask everyone in our audience to do today is to live where their heart is. Please live where your heart is. And your heart's beating right now. It is an excellent way to focus on the present moment. Perhaps just to feel your heartbeat. To feel it beat. To bring you back to this present moment. To this present moment. And also in future podcasts, we're going to be talking about using time as currency. Treating time as currency. Quite often, we throw it away so casually when we would avoid throwing even quarters onto the street. We would not do that. We're going to be working on uncomplicating our lives. Mike just talked about summer and everything, but he's packing everything in to a finite period of time. How complicated does that seem? Mike, how complicated is your life? Oh, geez.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, you know... uh I'm a very self-employed uh, person, so it does seem like you're always looking for room for that ne- that extra thing. Sure, and, and and there just seems to be no time for it.
0: Right. So. so quite often, what happens, Mike, is when we complicate our lives so often, mm-hmm. uh, we get into what we call paralysis by analysis. We get in. We get into all this overthinking, and one of my uh, favorite philosophers, a Trappist monk. By the name of Thomas Merton said, uh, most men's minds are like crows, picking up every shiny object, then sitting in our crowded nest, wondering why we're so uncomfortable. Of course, of course, referring to your brain. Um, so quite often also, I'm going to be asking you to do some breathing exercises out there. And perhaps some of your friends might say, what's what's this breathing deal? Why? Why do they make so much emphasis on, on breathing? I know how to breathe. I've been breathing since I was young. Well, here's a little exercise that you can ask your friends to do. Uh, and I'll ask Mr. Mike to do this right now. I'll your Take your left hand and place it over your mouth, if you would. Then place your right thumb over your right nostril. And place your right forefinger over your left nostril. Now, in about 30 seconds, Mike... Tell me, the only thing you're thinking of is taking a breath.
1: And how horrible <laughs> the <it to> forecast! <laughs> that is,
0: that's, that's, that's the importance of the breath. Mm-hmm. It's something that we do so automatically, and when we put our lives
1: on automatic, then we truly become human doings. It's so interesting because, um, I mean, especially working with you. Uh, for the time that we have, and I think about things like this, especially uh, driving home and driving from thing to thing, and I, I start thinking about, oh, I need to sit up a little straighter and take that breath because I do have so many things running through my head as i'm i 'm going from from uh, appointment to appointment uh, client to client, and just taking that you know uh, to the point where uh, my wife has called me out and says you 're like you 're like sig- sighing so often i 'm like no i 'm just Processing. I'm just letting it out, and, uh, and 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 it's kind of become sort of built in. At least taking the moments, you know, like that. And, and I knew I have to be better about doing it on a more regular basis. Well,
0: Mike, what we'll be doing in uh, the coming weeks, we'll be focusing on uh, doing one thing mindfully at a time mm-hmm. and dealing with what's right in front of us. Dealing with what's right in front of us. Uh, one of the and another. Area that we're going to explore is multitasking, where I've seen a lot of people even use that on their resumes, Mike, as a skill. However, how many things can you do well at once? I'm sure a few. However, it sounds even when you're talking to me right now that you are trying to do many things at once. Even in what it is even if you're not physically doing, we're mentally doing it. And that's so exhausting. At the end of the day, to sit is, and think—it
1: certainly is—and I, I definitely find myself that in that trap a lot. <laughs> I would expect that many of our listeners out there are troubled by
0: racing thoughts. I'm going to ask you, how many of you individuals have disturbed sleep patterns? Perhaps yourself or someone you know. We're going to be—we're going to be exploring sleep hygiene, as you cannot overestimate the healing power of sleep. And if you're interested in any of these topics, or perhaps If you would like to send in a topic, call in to have it addressed on this show. Uh, I'm going to turn it over in a moment to uh, Mr. Mike to wrap things up. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist,
1: and I'll be your host on this podcast, Fishing Without Faith. Thank you for listening. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, P.C.